Hi, and welcome to The Hard Count. We are your hosts, Rick Testerman and Kobe Montgomery. This is a sports-centered podcast aimed at bringing you all the sports information that we find interesting. This week, our count is two. First, we're going to talk about Nashville SC. Then we're going to talk about the state of college football. Welcome to The Hard Count. Before we go any further in this podcast, we want to give a disclaimer that this podcast will show bias toward our favorite teams and will sometimes dip into not safe for work language. So, Kobe, first thing we want to talk about is Nashville SC. Okay, we want to talk about what they've been doing. Um, as a huge fan, tell me what's going on. Well, a lot's happened. Uh, it's been a roller coaster of emotions the last few weeks. Uh, our record, let me see the standings real quick. Pull those over. Uh, our standings. We are. Why did that pop up? There we go. We are sitting in ninth place with ten points. Uh, we have lost two. No, we have won three, drew three, and lost four. Um, we're sitting above Atlanta United and Inter Miami, so we're very happy about that. And that's an Atlanta United team that you played in the first game of the season that realistically should have ended in a tie had they called that offsides call. Offside, um, yeah. Offside um, call. But uh, especially now that they don't have Josef, they got rid, rid of Pity Martinez. They're kind of a uh, a team with no identity right now. They got a new coach right after uh, they got from the bubble. So that team is going through a and stuff. And um, uh, we had our, our best game uh a few days ago against them, we scored four goals. Our first multi-goal game. Uh, we had Mukhtar, uh, McCarty. Uh, uh, who else scored? Uh, Honey Mukhtar, Baji, McCarty, and Donnie all scored. All first-timers for Nashville FC. Hell yeah. So that was cool. And um, for them all to get their first goal in that game together, like that is really awesome. Oh, yeah. And, and I was – I mean – me and Sean were kind of talking. We were we, we were being pretty hard on the, the, before that game because I mean, uh, Joe Willis had had as many clean sheets in his last eight games that he had had in his twenty seven appearances before joining us. Yeah. So he's on a, a, a tear of his own right now. And, and for those who don't know, a clean sheet is where they're unscored upon yep. during an entire Correct. game. And then our back line, our our uh, uh, Romney, Lovitz, Johnston, and Zimmerman. Um, uh, and the other subs that are subbed in or other players that have played, they've only given up nine goals, and they've scored two. Uh, Zimmerman and uh, Romney scoring both of those. And before that four-goal game, our attacking and midfield only scored three goals. So we just weren't finding the connections, the chemistry. And I, I, mean, I kind of went out on Twitter, and I was, hey, Zach Garrett Smith, he's like a, a Jose Mourinho kind of. He's very defensive. When we go down a goal, it's a it's a lost cause. We're never gonna dig out of this. Or when we go up one goal, we're just gonna sit back, relax. It's just it sucks to watch soccer because it's not fun. It's stressful, you know. So um, now that they've had a four goal game, do you think that will help their chemistry going forward, or do you think it was a fluke in that one game? I don't. I think it's definitely a huge boost in their chemistry, um, especially with us bringing in a new striker from uh, Benfica. Uh, Jordan, Jordan uh, Chattis, um, he'll be, hopefully he'll be able to play in the, uh, you play a Columbus crew next, and they're, uh, they're top of the uh, Eastern Conference right now. Um, you've got a difference of like 12, you've got a difference of uh, 
No, they have a goal difference of 14. We have a goal difference of minus two. Um, they scored nine, 19 total goals, scored nine. They've had uh, only five goals scored on them. They've had 11 goals scored on us. So, the, so it's going to be a real test. Oh, yeah. This will be our, our a real test for us to see where, where we really are in our defense. And, I, and what, what our defense – I've got – I've got confidence in our defense. Our defense has, has shown that they can withstand some some pretty hairy situations that they got themselves into. Sometimes it hasn't worked out, but most of the times they've got themselves out of it. And you're like, how did you do that? So I've, I've got faith in them. It's just, it's just about, about the pat moving around and creating chances. Until and attacking is where we kind of lack off. off. And hopefully, hopefully this four goal game that we uh, just came out of really helps and we can build off of that. Yeah, and just it in soccer, it's it's much like in other sports. Just seeing the ball go in ups your confidence, even if it doesn't count. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know that. You know we've talked several times. I was a Spurs fan because Tim Duncan. Yeah, that's that's Finn. He's trying to be in on our. That's your cat. He's trying to be part of it. So anybody hearing that at home, just rock outs for Finn for us. Um, but you know that that's why I like Tim Duncan in basketball. You know, a he was a fundamental. You know, the big fundamental. Um, but b whenever there was a foul called away from the ball as a shooter, oftentimes people would shoot, and Tim Duncan would goaltend you yeah. just to keep you from seeing the ball go in. Right. Because it does change your mentality. Oh yeah. Just just seeing that. Seeing oh, I could have made that shot then. Okay, then let's let's try it again when we. Got- back into play you know and it's much the same in soccer you know once you score a goal it's it's like you know a waterfall you're going to find more and more and more um and as your chemistry builds up with the rest of your team not only will you score other people on your team should score. oh yeah oh, this should, this should be, a, be a chain reaction you know that's how you end up with games like you said you scored four and you said all four of them were from players who hadn't scored yeah and it was, I mean, when it rains, it pours. Yeah. And uh, I've been wearing my jersey, a scarf, and a national SC hat, and we are undefeated since I've won that. Won that. And what's crazy is I couldn't find the, the hat I had been wearing during that, that, that stretch. So I found my other one, and we scored four goals. So I'm like, all right. Now it's a whole different combination now. So, but overall, I'm undefeated in that setup. So I've got to keep wearing that. Uh, until something happens. So superstition's going to keep you wearing that. Oh yeah, definitely. I will keep wearing that as long as I, I So can. when when do they play again? Uh, they play in two days on the nineteenth at six thirty Central Time. Okay. It'll be, a, it'll be a good one. And what's crazy is like ESPN has Nashville blacked out here, which is as so a st- local market. Yeah, it's just so stupid. And like, a, like they came out for. And like the season started back up, it was just going to be on uh, uh, like my 30. You'd have to have like a TV antenna or like a cable box to watch subscription. It. Subscription, yeah, it's okay, Sven. Um, but uh, it, uh they kind of took, took a lot of uh flack for that because it was just kind of hard to watch the game, and I mean, it's it makes sense, you know. We're team. We want to watch our team play. And if you want to grow the sport, the way to do it is not to black it out in local markets. So within the next few weeks, they've got it on the YouTube TV, um, and they've done something else, but they're still blacked out on ESPN. But I just VPN it and just watch it, so everything's good. Yeah, because I'm not from Nashville. I'm not here. We're in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, I'm from Saskatchewan right now. Yeah. I'm in the New Netherlands, York, New York, Mexico. Biloxi. No, I'm from somewhere else. Uh, 
it's definitely. I mean, I couldn't have I couldn't have asked for a better start for an expansion team right now. Um, where the other expansion team is in dead last right now with eight points, or uh, with uh, yeah, eight points. We have twelve points. Not not that, that big of a gap, but hey, we have that that brag. Oh yeah, and at the end of the day, I don't believe necessarily that your record right now is indicative of how good your team is because after what the only game that I've watched of Nashville SC this year was your first game versus Atlanta. That's the only one that I've had the watching all the way through, and I can definitely tell you that the talent that you have on the field is equal to what Atlanta United oh, yeah. was. Put just, there. You you did get beaten that game, but it wasn't because the, there was a difference in talent. It's because of the referee. Yes. And to be a first-year team in MLS and to have to deal with all of the COVID stuff and coming out and playing like this, it speaks of volumes about Nashville SC. And, and to even go from for us, I mean, I would say the same to enter Miami as much as I despise them as our counterparts, as uh, rivals in the expansion uh, uh, year that we came up in. I mean, they were going through the same thing, you know. I mean, they had they had a they were waiting for a team. They got their few games, and they had to wait. You know, they went through the same thing. So I, I totally get what they're getting through, but still want to beat them every time we play them. Do you know how many teams in MLS have had to quarantine and miss games due to COVID? Um, they postponed a few at the beginning, but whenever the bubble started, the only teams that had to fall out were Dallas and uh, uh, Nashville. Since then, there haven't been any positive tests. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, it, it's hard, and I remember and, saying, and, and I honestly like them and NASCAR. I don't think they've got enough credit for setting the standard of doing this because NASCAR, you've only got two positive tests in the entire uh, uh, restart of the season Jimmy Johnson and Austin Dillon, and then you had Nashville and Dallas step out. And, and since then, there's been nothing, and that's I think, why nobody's talking about it because there's nothing. I think that NASCAR has an added advantage that the drivers don't have to be near each other. It's really the pit crews that you have to worry about spreading it. Um, You know, I I would imagine driving by somebody, you know, or driving. (coughs) Don't die, Kobe. I need you. Something that went down the wrong pipe. Uh, (coughs) They also have uh, teams about the size of a basketball team. So you don't have really, you have your select you that you need to travel with. Exactly. Your actual pit crew, your crew chief, your, your bus driver, obviously, your spotter. That's about all you get there. Yeah. And and I think that that, you know, because of the lack of, of people, the, the, the lower numbers of people that you have for every team, that definitely has to be. crazy. As I'm watching more of NASCAR than I have in the last six years because of all this. Because it was the first four back. I had, I had to get, get back, back into something. something. So, well, and, and even before actual NASCAR was back, you had iRacing that you could watch. Yeah. And I think that that's bringing up a whole mm-hmm. new age group of fans uh, because it's more accessible. I, I think that the iRacing is something that you can get into without spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on an oh, actual yeah. car. You don't have to worry if somebody's going to wreck this car. I mean, and William have- Byron got his cup yeah. opportunity and his racing opportunity because he did iRacing. Yeah. And he's the driver of the 24, and he's in the playoffs right now. And and it's a stepping stone. It really is. You, know? you can't do that with Madden or FIFA or 2K. It, just, it doesn't translate. You're no. playing with a controller compared to using your entire body. And with 
And with iRacing, you're using your hand information, you're using the steering wheel, brakes, and, and when you see this, everything up the wind, pretty much. Yeah, when you see the setups, they're doing everything except for actually being out on the track. Yeah. Um, the, the setups that they have seem to control just like an actual car. And, and the, the way, way they can scan those tracks, those, I mean, they, they, these drivers drive the tracks, and it's like driving on the actual track. They have so they have bumps, little pieces of gravel down on the. On uh, the, the tracks and everything, they, they have, have a, such good detail, and they're bringing back old tracks that were lost, and they're rescanning them and redriving. They did it to uh, North Wilkesboro, uh, North Wilkesboro in North Carolina. They recently did it with uh, NASCAR with the Nashville Fairgrounds. Um, so they, I mean, they can just go to a track, scan it, and put uh, put a series on it. You know, and it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool that, that they have a, uh, they have that opportunity to do that. Not a lot of other platforms have that. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you said, it's really the only one that transfers directly to the actual sport being right. played. Um, but going back to national soccer, um, but I'm just excited for the boys to be for the next game. Um, as much as I love winning, I hate losing. You know, right? Yeah. Um, but that's what goes with sports, you know, winning and losing. How um, how many more matches do they have? We've only played eleven games. We played ten games. We have one game in hand above everybody um, because we uh, still have a makeup game eventually for the three games that we missed the bubble. Um, but I don't know. I'm hoping like what's weird is this year. Usually it's seven teams that make the playoffs. Yeah. And this year the ten teams from each conference. It's only. So, so expanded playoffs due to fewer games? Yeah, so okay. right now we're sitting ninth in the playoff spot. So as an expansion team, we can get a playoff spot. I couldn't be any happy, regardless of how far we go or not. We made the playoffs in, our, in your inaugural season. Yeah, that, that's got to show something, right? Oh, yeah. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. Um, any sport that has a playoff, it's not necessarily who the best team is. It's whoever gets hot. Oh, yeah. Um, if you get hot at the end of the season and you go on a run, Look you can be Connecticut beat. with Kemba. You know, they won all those 10 straight games that they needed to win, and they won it all. Yeah, and and that's they all it takes. Have, they might not have had a pretty regular season, but they got hot when it counted. Oh, yeah. That's why, you know, I'm kind of upset because uh, college basketball didn't have uh, the the tournaments, you know, the yeah. men's tournament. Because uh, even though Tennessee had a rough year this year, I was feeling them winning all the way out in the SEC tournament. So they got a bid and then winning all the way to our first ever NCAA wow, men's that tournament. Was a, that was a, uh, a you, you can't tell me I'm wrong. I you can't, can't because prove that I'm wrong. I can't because I don't know what happens. <laughs> So I'm as a Tennessee fan, I'm claiming the national I'm claiming a national championship 20, 2020 March Madness national championship 2020 SEC and March Madness uh, men's national championship. All righty, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have them a you know a, a trophy made and take it up there to UT. I like that. Rick Barnes might laugh at me, but it's worth it. Uh, going into college sports now for our second count. Uh, you wanted to talk about this, Rick. Uh, Pac-12 and Big Ten have come out with announcements to continue the football season after them saying they will not forego the season. So back at the beginning of this show, we gave a disclaimer that we might dip into not safe for work language, and I feel that that's where I'm about to go. Oh, no, I feel you. Um, so it's fucking stupid. They're 
absolutely ridiculous. I thought they were making the right moves protecting these student athletes. Um, I thought that maybe we would finally see a decision where we valued life over money. Um, and, you know, I was wrong. Um, they have made the decision. What else did you expect on Larry Scott? Oh God, that's going to, whenever we get to the PAC 12, we're going, there's a motto we had for another show, fire Larry Scott, and it should happen. And, and I feel bad having to bad mouth this man right now because he just lost his father yesterday and I feel sad for him. But at the end of the day, he still needs to be fired. He, he's the, the PAC 12, it's in their best interest to get rid of Larry Scott. He's a fucking joke. Um, he has no reason to be in the position that he's in. He's shown that uh, he values money over everything. Um, he's also shown that he's willing to try to cheat to get teams into the playoffs. It, it, he's a joke. Um, but I'm not going to start. Well, let's go ahead and start with the Pac-12, you know, since I'm already talking about them. Larry Scott came out and said that there's no law preventing them from being able to play. Does, so that, doesn't mean it's a good idea. It doesn't mean it's a good idea. Uh, L.A. County just came out and gave USC and UCLA the okay to start their practices back up. And Larry Scott came out and said, well, there's no law that says that we can't. I was like, well, there wasn't a law saying you couldn't play, you know, three months ago whenever you made the decision that you weren't going to play. You know, that it was just by health uh, advisors saying, hey, you guys should play. It was by yeah. logic. Yeah. is what it was by. It, hey, it we could get a lot of people sense. sick. Let's not play and be around a lot of people. Let's exactly. kind of play safe this year. And it's not like NASCAR where you are inherently away from other people. No, this is a full contact sport where you're going to be breathing heavily. And whenever you tackle people, your faces are fairly close to each other. So the idea that you can spread it more easily in football is absolutely true. And the fact that you're going to like call off the season Start up. You're gonna have all these players that have foregone their senior year to ready up for the NFL. You're not thinking they're gonna have a season now that now it's like, hey, we're gonna have a season. We're like, well, I'm I'm already trying to go to the NFL. I don't really want to come back and play now because I already made that decision in my mind. You know. Well, and on the other hand, how many how many people have made that decision over the over this? Oh yeah, yeah. and and Alvin's probably. Even if you haven't made the decision to forego your senior year, um, the NCAA has said that you can have an additional year of eligibility. So even if you were a fifth-year senior and you play, um, you know, if you were in the uh, the ACC or the SEC who was already playing football, they've agreed to give you an additional year of eligibility. That's which pissed at the player, though. Oh, absolutely. As a player. I would sit out. Uh, Michigan, their their starting quarterback recently said that he's not going to play this year, and it's a smart decision. Unfortunately, there are a lot of kids out there, and and Justin Fields was one of the ones that I hate to harp on him. Uh, you know, he's but, the ones that we want to play. Yeah, he, he says he wants to play, but unfortunately, you know, we cater to a group of kids that. Um, a lot of them, and I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them come from backgrounds of poverty and they see this as a way out. And they think that without this, that they will end up back in poverty. And for a lot of them, that may be that may be very true and it's a huge motivator. However, there, sh there should be adults around these kids telling them, hey, you don't need to do this. There's no point in putting thousands of people's lives at risk so, you know, you have the potential to get to the NFL. If, if we could push it off one year, allow 
able to play another season, continue to have workouts, even if they're by themselves or in small groups, you know, uh, continue to allow them to have that and put the product back on the field next year. And that's what it is. It's a product. It's being sold. These kids are being sold. Uh, and, and that's the whole reason, you know, Larry Scott included, why they're putting them back on the field. It, it's for money. Oh, yeah. Um, so Scott, uh, Larry Scott said that he wants to try to have them starting by Halloween, October 31st. Um, and a big reason that they're pushing it that far back is because there are tons of wildfires going on right now on the West Coast. So, so that... it, 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 right this now, makes me so mad, Rick. You have like, so I just many... want to scream right now. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, you're, you're, like... Okay, we, okay, have, we have. That's a one. That's a one. Like, that's a, like, that's a, that's a, we're in a fucking pandemic. Yeah. And then to add, add the air, air uh, quality, and air quality that some of these states are going through to play through that as well. Like the NFL, or uh, I was reading something, one sports league won't play with air quality is over 300 or something. And like that day, this air quality was 272. So that's any better to be playing in that type of air quality than 300 where you're 18 or 28, whatever away. So if you remember uh, a couple of years ago, Australia, basically the whole country. Was it, this year? was it earlier this year or yeah. was it, it was or was it this year or 2019? It was this year. Okay. That's how crazy this year. Yeah. This year. Here's even crazier. We lost Kobe this year and that seems like 10 years ago now, you know, but like, so Australia was on fire. You know, for for Black a good Panther portion. Black Panther died. Oh man! But they did studies, and they were showing that people in Australia who were around the fires show up like they're worse than pack a day smokers, even if they've never smoked in their life, because of the air quality around them and the damage it's done to their lungs. And like in California with these fires, like they set records back in 2017 with their fires, and then in 2018 they beat those records. And then 2019, they beat those records. And then this year, we're beating those records. And it's going to continually get worse. Um, there, there are a lot of reasons for that. We need to have more controlled burns, um, but the state won't do that for some reason. And we've had our president literally scoff at scientists on TV. Absolutely. And that's one of the most ridiculous things ever. Um, I think it's ridiculous that we have a president who refuses to listen to any advisors that he has. Um, he's seen time and time and time and time again to say something that contradicts his top advisors, regardless of, of where it's at. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's economically. Um, it doesn't matter if it's as far as climate change. He he just uh, or if it's even uh, Fauci, you know, the the guy from the CDC and everything like, like he, he just doesn't want to listen to him. Imagine this picture. Oregon, Oregon State. Wildfires at the back of uh Austin, uh, Austin, uh, Austin Stadium. Everybody wearing masks. This is 2020. What the fuck is this? I the most dystopian photo that I've seen this year. The golfing it, one? No, I saw. They were showing the red background, the sky red in the background, and there were cardboard cutouts of people in the stands watching people play baseball. And that's probably the most dystopian picture that I've seen. It it just had everything in there. Like the pictures from uh, the Giants? Like the the fucking apocalyptic orange looking shit? Yeah. Yeah. And and your whole sky is orange and you want to deny that. Let's go play play. This seems safe. safe. Let's go breathe in these ashes ashes where it's literally literally raining down in your car. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I, I have a friend, Chelsea Sprouse, who's living out west. 
Um, and yeah, they're yeah. under an evacuation warning. Remember right Rachel there. Dyer? That we used yeah. to work at. She lives in uh, uh, Seattle. Fires, Fires up, up there. there. I mean, like, these I know people, people in California. You know, mm-hmm. If you're under an evacuation warning right now and you have large numbers of people in your state worried about losing their homes, worried about having to leave and go to other states, like, I feel that there's a ton that we could be worrying about more than space. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, like, like it's, it's just crazy, crazy that they're just like, like we're gonna play through a pandemic and wildfires that are destroying our communities. Oh, oh and, and we have, we have these uh, once long, long ongoing protests. protests and, uh, 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 freedom seems in our town going at the same time. So, yeah, it's a perfect time to play football right now. It it is a perfect storm of fucked up here in this and country. Say, right? Oh, but we need this distraction. Like, yeah, I get it. We need a distraction these days, but at the same time, it's We've yeah. got way too much going on that we need to pay attention to right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah, like, I'm just going to claim that every bit of it's Larry Scott's fault. All of it. The, the protest, um, the rioting, the fires. It's all Larry Scott. Larry Scott. If we would fire Larry Scott. It'd all, it all stop. It would all stop. So Pac-12, get Is on. Is Larry Scott the Antichrist? Larry Scott, Antichrist. If you rearrange the letters to Larry Scott, somehow it's Antichrist. It may be in another language, but, you know, you just got to rearrange them. Turn the L upside down, you know, something. And then just the Big Ten making the same decision. Yeah, so the Big Ten, they've decided that they're going to have football starting back on October 23rd and 24th. Um, And they've said that for safety reasons, there will be no fans in the stands. They're still trying to figure out if they're going to let family members in and stuff like that uh, to be in the stands. I see them as fans as well. Um, but that that's the argument that they're having right now. They've already said no fans in the stands, which I think is a good decision. I think the better one would have been not to play football like yeah. you originally stated. Uh, but the, the one of the big problems that I have with it right now is one of your biggest programs in the Big Ten, Wisconsin. And, I mean, when you think about it over the last couple of years, it's been Ohio State or Wisconsin, you know, in the Big Ten championship almost every year. I think Minnesota went last year yeah. because they beat Wisconsin in the last game and got to go um, row the damn boat. PJ Fleck, I'm I'm sorry, Aaron. I know you hate me for that one. Go Golden Gophers. <laughs> but yeah, Wisconsin had 42 uh, between players and coaches test positive, and then LSU coaches. has 75. Yeah, LSU. Whenever we have two major programs that are having two major outbreaks in their in their in their programs, and we get we're gonna go, we're gonna go play football. Yeah, that it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Supposed to start next week. Yeah, Yeah. uh, I think they start the twenty sixth. So I I don't think it's this week. I think it's next week. Um, They start a month earlier before all the other teams, and they're in a bigger crisis than we are. I mean, Vanderbilt came out with cases a few ago or so. Uh, University of Tennessee, we were supposed to have a scrimmage, and we scrapped the scrimmage and just had a normal practice because we had 44 players. Now, Coach Pruitt came out and said not all of them tested positive for COVID. Some of them were in close contact, and they're quarantining them to be safe, which is the smart move. And there were a couple that had injuries, but, I mean, even with injuries, you have your your scrimmage. Oh, yeah. If it was just injuries, there's no doubt in my mind that they would still scrimmage, you know. Um, even if those players, you know, only took a snap or two, if, if they're able, you want to see everything at full speed. Uh, and that's part of it. But unfortunately, they weren't able to do that. Um, you know, I've, I've stood pretty firm on this. And I've said from the beginning that there shouldn't be 
a football season uh, at college. In the NFL, they're adults. They're getting paid. They can make that decision. They have contracts that they've signed. Yeah, they have contracts that they've signed, you know. So they can make that decision on their own. I think that at the collegiate level, as a coach, as an athletic director, as a dean of a school, as a president of the school, your very first thing that you have to do is to take care of the health of your players. Not just your players, your student athletes. So we've also said, you know, we this is something I've harped on. Oh, yeah. This, this is something that I've harped on before. They're student athletes. They need to be students first. We're athlete students. Exactly. And, and all these schools have said is that it's not safe to come in for classes, but yet it's safe to come in and make us money. It, it always comes back to the almighty dollar. That's what they're putting above everything. Um, with money being at the forefront, they don't care to trot these kids out here that the only thing that they're really giving them is an education. If those students even go stay for that education. Exactly. Um, and I think we should be paying these players. However, if we're not, you're saying that you're giving them an education that has a financial, they should have said that on the podcast many times, many, many times. There's, there's a ton about the NCAA, um, and individual leagues that I hate. Um, and I wish they would change. Um, the uh, NCAA has come out and said that there are certain rules that you must abide by. Like if you catch COVID, you have to be away for 10 days and have a negative test before you come back. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily going to work uh, because we've seen that even if you are over the effects of COVID and you feel fine, you can still test positive yeah. um, for up to, I think, 60 days is what they've said. So that's the rest of the football season. So right. if you're saying that you have to have a negative test, then you may not have that for the rest of the season. Um, so if you have 75, like LSU does right now, unless you have, if you have 150 student or student athletes on your football team, which is a hell of a lot, but if you had 150 and 75 of them tested positive, that's still half. Half of your student athletes have tested positive. That's, that's not good. That is, in fact, we would call that bad. Especially if somebody dies from it. Exactly. It's- and, and how do you – so let's imagine you have a student athlete die, right? How do you make that up to their family? You can't. You can't take it back. I see this the same way. Like I'm, I'm totally – you know, and this is a little political here, but I'm totally against the death penalty because we get it wrong sometimes. And if you put somebody in jail for 30 years and it's wrong, how do you give them back 30 years of their life? Now take that one step further. If you put somebody to death – how do you give them back their life? How do you give somebody back their father, their wife, their their son, their daughter, whatever relationship they have to somebody? You can't do that. Now, imagine this person is a student athlete. And even let's let's take BYU. BYU has the oldest student athletes because they're required to do mission trips and stuff like that. So they have kids that are 25, 26, 27. I think they had a kid who was 29 a couple years ago. Okay. That's still very young. Right. So I'm only 31 years old and I still feel like I'm young and I don't want to die. Right. And I felt like if I died that I'm losing a, a big portion of my life out there. Right. How do you give it back to what the majority of these kids are being 18, 19, 20, 21? How do you give them back their life? I mean, your average lifespan's around 80 years. So you've only lived about a fourth of yeah. your life. So how do you give somebody back three-fourths of their life? How do you give a mother back her son? How do you go to them and say, well, we made money. 
We wanted to play football. We were able to put it on, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm. We put it on like, TV. Justin Fields has come out, and you know, and like I said, we talked about him earlier, and he says that he wants to play. Well, what happens if he goes out and gets sick and then dies? Right. So you somebody and, and and I'm not saying that Justin Fields didn't come up with this by himself, That you know, he came out and came out with the hashtag, you know, we want to play and all that and tried to get well, a movement. Figure to use it as, though. But I figure like in my mind, my assumption is that somebody else on Ohio State's football team, whether it be a coach or an administrator, is somebody who's put this together and said, hey, we need a strong figurehead, somebody that. The fans know, and Justin Fields would definitely be that player. And they said, why don't you spearhead this? Because if you say it, other people won't be behind it. I really think that somebody else is pushing him, and it's for nefarious purposes. And I think that whenever somebody does, uh, you know, get hospitalized for it, I think that the coaches or the players, or whoever made the decision to say, hey, let's try to play, should have to go to that person's family and explain to them, Hey, I wanted to play. I'm the reason that yeah. your son's in the hospital right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, or, you know, or you know, daughter. If it's a, if it's another sport, you know. It's just crazy. It it it's it's infuriating, and I would like to think that people have more sense. But like we've said, the almighty dollar, and and that's all it's about. And I hate to tell you, any college athlete that's out there right now, that's what you're being used for. Oh, yeah. You are being sold as a product right now um, in hopes that you can make it pro, and you need to be taken care of. Uh, unfortunately, you're not. Um, the But the SEC, you know, I, I told you that the Big Ten came out and said there would be no fans in the stands, right? Yeah. The SEC has decided that they're going to have a 25% capacity. Now, I don't think that they're going to – have one person sit and then not sell four seats and then sit on the next one. I think they're just going to not sell upper bowls of areas. I think they won't. I think they'll still be packed in side by side. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think they're they're going to screw it up. Even though they've tried, you know, saying that we're only going to be at twenty five percent capacity. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that you have people sitting everywhere in the whole stadium. Um, you know, and they're just apart from each other, you know, three seats on either side. Yeah. I just, I don't see it happening. I do not see it happening. And like, what about when people go to concessions or the bathroom where you're going to have people like mandating or doctoring everybody around to make sure that nobody touches anybody. That's just, and that's just a lot more money that you have to put in a resource that you might not have, you know? So I I heard something today that I didn't know that they did. So I used to be an usher at Neyland Stadium, right? Um, I got to go to all of the home games for free. I helped people find their seat. I was in uh, Portal or I was in uh, Portal P um, on the lower bowl, uh, directly across from the band. Like the the pride of the Southland was in one corner of that end yeah. zone, and I was in the other corner of that end zone for every game. And I loved my job. Uh, you know, I loved being able to do that. Um, but I found out that they do something every year that I'd never heard about, but I read about it today. It's called the orange wave. So every year before football season starts, uh, they hire people to come in and go to every toilet in all of Neyland stadium. And they flush them all at once to make sure there's no problems. So they did that today to make sure that there are no problems in the stadium. It's just random because I'd never heard of that. You brought up concessions and bathrooms and stuff. I've never heard of that. That's weird. Yeah. And I didn't even know that they did that. 
you know, I, I, was, I was employed there. I remember as a kid, well, I don't know what, I think it was Ned's Classified School Survivor Guide. They did an episode of everybody flushed the toilets at the same time. It would, like, blow the school up or some shit. Oh, wow. So I was like, when you said that, I was like, did Neelan fall or some shit? Like, did everything <laughs> just, like, implode in itself? No, like I said, I don't know exactly how they do it. Um, I was just reading that that's what, the, oh yeah, uh, but it was, I think they call it the big orange flood or something like that, you know, it, it, but they, apparently they do yeah. it every year and it's just little things like that. You've never known about the school. Like so I, we're for the uh, orange wave of 86. <laughs> I mean, while they were doing it, I was playing disc golf today. So, you know, we'll, we'll take that. Um, speaking of UT, I'm going to throw in one more thing. It, it's not in line with COVID and what we've been talking about, but I do want to talk about Cade, uh, uh, Cade Mays. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. Um, he's an offensive lineman. He played at Georgia last year. Um, and his dad went to something that they were doing there and they screwed up and ended up having to cut, they cut his dad's finger off. There was an accident that happened. Oh, he lost yes. his finger. His dad was suing the University of Georgia, yes. so Kate Mays asked for a transfer. Yeah, he yeah. came to the University of Tennessee. I've heard that. Well, the NCAA and their brilliance were like, no, you're not going to be able to play this year because their transfer rules are so arbitrary it doesn't matter because Justin Fields can leave and play immediately at Ohio State. What about our conference? Yeah, no, fuck off. I don't care. You should have um, a, a, a policy in place if, if players – transfer they should get a one-time transfer where they can transfer and play immediately and then if you want to transfer again then you have to set out your year exactly you know and there are tons of players who transfer every year and there are many of them who get to play immediately yeah, it's getting uh, it's come it's becoming more predominant now too to transfer as well absolutely and and whenever you see that you don't have an opportunity somewhere there may be another coach that or another team that gives you that opportunity that you may not have ever and seen. And what's crazy is it's not even like second string or third string players. Now it can even be first string players that just like, Hey, I got a better opportunity to this school. I'm going to transfer here. Absolutely. And you have things that happen like Jacob Eason, who came from Georgia, who and that's the biggest mistake that Georgia's made in a while is whenever they had from come in and I get it. Jacob Eason was hurt and you had to have from, but the next year you Eason should have been your quarterback. Again. Right. Jacob Eason is 10 times the quarterback that Jake from ever thought about being mm-hmm. Terrible season. Well, I mean, not terrible. Mediocre season at Washington. Yeah. And and part of that, like, I don't want to say anything bad about Chris Peterson because, you know, I think he is a great coach. I I really did. Um, But the weapons that you're going to find at Washington as far as receiver are not going to be the weapons that you find in an SEC school. Um, The offensive line that he had at Washington is not close to the offensive line that he had at Georgia. The running back game that he had at Washington was not close to the running back game that he had at Georgia. So he was surrounded by better players. Um, He was going to do really well at Washington just because I think Jacob Eason's a great quarterback. What I didn't factor in is the lack of talent around him. I think that's what hurt him a lot. Um, but moving from the SEC, we're going to go to one of the non-power. Uh, we've talked about all Power Five conferences so far, but now we're going to talk about the Mountain West. We're going to get out of the Power Five and we're going to talk about some Group of Five stuff. Uh, the Mountain West, they don't have a timeline for when they want to come back, but they have come out and said, "Hey, we want to play football. You know, we want to play." Um, right now, they think they're going to play an eight-game schedule. Um, 
with three of the teams they think Hawaii, Fresno State, and Air Force are going to opt out and not play. Hawaii makes sense. They're um, so far away. It's so just, away. just the only way to get them a logistical play. nightmare. Exactly. Seems. And the only way it would make sense is if they flew those players to the continental U.S. and then bubbled them here. But then again, it just reinforces my idea. These kids are not going to be student athletes. You're just using them to get money. Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, I think that that's a terrible idea as well. Um, I wouldn't be upset if those three teams sat out. However, the whole reason that they're wanting to do an eight-game schedule and then have a ninth game for a a conference championship game, um, their argument is they think that they could have at least three teams that would be bowl eligible. I don't even know if we're going to have bowl games. Are we going to have like 10 different national champions this year? I don't think that we're going to make it through. I think we may get a couple games into the season and have to cancel the season. Now, speaking with the way Florida State played the other day against Georgia Tech, just go ahead and cancel the season. We we lost to Georgia Tech after being up the whole game. And it was, yeah, first game of the season was rough. Uh, Blackman, uh, who. Whenever he came in at Florida State, I thought he was going to be amazing. I thought he was the next Jameis Winston. He can produce with his feet. He can produce with his arm. But after having three seasons of getting put on your ass every play because your offensive line is trash and you have no running game and the only thing you can do is throw slants because you don't have time – I mean, nobody's going to look great. It's also Norville's first year, so he's kind of – he took over Willie Taggart's bullshit. uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Willie Taggart's a joke. Give him like two years. I think yeah, he'll turn and, around. And I like Mike Norvell. Like coming out of Memphis, he showed he you that. Oh yeah. He showed you that he can play with SEC teams because he beat uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Arkansas, I believe. Okay. Yeah, he he beat three SEC teams in his last two years uh, at Memphis. He beat any SEC team, really? Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, but football, like I like, you know, especially and not. Ball especially in non-Power 5 conferences. Oh, yeah. But he likes to run the ball, and he likes to throw the ball out of play action. You've played me enough in Madden and NCAA. What do I do, Kobe? Option a lot. I I run the option, uh, and then I throw the ball out of play action. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. I I I think you like the new Madden because they have an RPO option now. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually uh, one of my managers at work, Daryl. He's trying to get me into one of their Madden leagues. They're like five or six years deep in a Madden league, um, and they've got some people who are upset because they aren't very good, yeah, yeah. you know. And I would step into a program and, and I would play. The only thing is, a, I need to get a PlayStation, and b, I would have to buy the game because that's what they're playing on, yeah. you know. Um, I've been to Xbox for a long time, but we'll figure it out. I'm, I'm going to find a way to get in there, even if I've got to like have a friend and borrow a PlayStation right. or something. I'll make But, yeah, the, the Mountain West is only playing that eight-game schedule. Or that's what they and for bowl to. games. Yeah. That might not even happen. Exactly. So why even put your kids in safety for something that might not even happen? Exactly. And more than that, um, I think that it would be a smart move to say we have no intentions of playing football this year. And then next year as a recruiting tactic you can say hey bring your child to insert any school that didn't play and chose not to and say hey we chose not to play because we value the health of your child over the money that we could have made as a parent like i'm not a parent but i'm i'm an uncle and if if, 
uh, either of my nephews or my niece decided that they wanted to play college sports somewhere, and I knew that about the facilities that they were going to, I would push them toward that. Oh, yeah. I think that their health is paramount. I think that if you get hurt and die, it doesn't matter what uh, future plans you have. If you pass away, guess what? Those future plans aren't going to happen. Next man up. Exactly. And that's and that's all it is right now. It's it's money. And if you're one of these players that's going to and eventually we are going to have players get sick, right? Whenever that happens, they're just going to plug the next person in. You're just a number. And that we'll sucks. Grab somebody from the lacrosse team or from the bowling team or some shit to play linebacker. Exactly. It just it it's infuriating. I'm a swimmer playing linebacker. Like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> Hey, look, if you had a swimmer as a defensive lineman, greatest swim move ever. <laughs> Would you use the butterfly or the freestyle? Yep, both. Both? Backstroke. Backstroke. <laughs> Just going, going backwards, playing in your arms. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, what are you doing, Sack? Fuck, goddammit, let him by. Wasn't expecting that one. Can you imagine being a player and how big of a hole you would get ripped in your ass if you let somebody backstroke through you and get a sack? Sorry, coach. It was the back of his helmet. I didn't know. I don't even think you make it to the locker room in halftime. No. Son, like you would come over to the sideline Sunday. You might be kicked helmet out of the Yeah. Take your helmet off. Take the jersey off. Leave the cleats. I know you bought them yourself. Leave the cleats. Okay. You don't deserve them. Walk on. Co- coach, we're three states away. Walk home. Backstroke. <laughs> Backstroke the rest of the way home. As we pass you, we'll wave. Oh, um, man, that'd be hilarious. Uh, so you had a small count about the... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I wanted to hit a quick count real quick, just as a Braves fan. You know, yet again, at the beginning of the podcast, we said that we would show bias toward our favorite teams, and I'm a huge Braves fan. Um, the uh, National League... Uh, uh, the National League MVP, MVP vote, yeah, I'll spit it out here in a minute, um, ha- has come down, and the front runner right now is Tatis, okay? And for a lot of people, that makes sense. He's a young guy. He's electric to watch. However, Freddie Freeman leads him in every category, save home runs and stolen bases and caught stealing. Those are the only three. His war is way big. is is way bigger oh, than yes, batting average. He's got more doubles, more triples, more walks, more walks. Like Freddie Freeman should be leading the the NL. MVP. Has he won an MVP before? He's never won an MVP, and I would love for him to. He hit his first grand slam this year. Freddie Freeman had never hit a grand slam, and he's hit two now. That's surprising. Yeah, I Was mean, that in the twenty nine to three twenty nine to three win when he hit the grand slam. Well, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, nice. yeah. And then he hit one in the very next game. He hit them in back. Never had one, and it's his thirteenth, twelfth, or thirteenth year. And he had never hit a grand slam. I was just gonna have all of them this season. I would have like twelve grand slams. I, I would love that. <laughs> but it, it just the Braves right now. Were if we can win eight more games, which there's not that many games yeah. left, you know. But if we can, like we're leading the NL East right now, eight yeah. games uh, solidifies it. You know, we would clinch at that point, um, and I would love to be able to. I laugh because uh, the Phillies suck so bad right now. Washington sucks real bad. Uh, the Marlins have been, you know, the other team in the East that have looked all right. The Mets suck. You guys are three games up. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, they said uh, after our win the other night, we need eight wins 
or you know the combined eight losses or whatever from the rest of uh, the NL East for us to clinch. All the division leaders are all like at least three games up on everybody. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for the way that's going to happen. It, it it surprised me for the Braves because our pitching, like none of the like our starting four pitchers. Uh, you don't have Soraka. No, none yeah. of our none of our starting four that we thought we were going to have at the beginning of this year do we have. We don't have Sean Newcomb. We don't have Tuki Toussaint. We don't have uh, Max Freed. We don't have uh, uh, Soroka. And, oh, God, that terrible. And three games up on the NL East about to clinch. Oh, yeah. And Who we would have thought? Yeah, we, I would have never. If I would have told you, hey, your, your star forwarding, uh, starting four pitchers are not going to be at the end of the season and you're going to make the playoffs. Would you believe me? No, I would not have. Because at the beginning of the year, I said that the if we're going to win games, we have to keep people below three, maybe four yeah. runs a game. Uh, I didn't believe that we were set up to score as many runs as we did. Dansby's been playing great. Austin Riley's been playing great. Um, Acuna's hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, uh, oh, shit. What is the guy's name that we brought in? He's our right fielder. He played for uh, St. Louis last year. Um can't think of his name right now. He He's hitting the cover off the ball. He had a three-home run game last week. Um, he went like four for six, I believe, with three home runs. Uh, you know, uh, Marcelo Zuna. That's his okay. name. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is our right fielder. He's hitting the cover off the ball. He's hitting way better in Atlanta than he ever thought about hitting in St. Louis. I think he's been accused for de- domestic violence. Has he? Yeah. Oh, how recently? Or is that a – Two years ago. Okay. I mean, I, I can't – Okay, that I mean, I said okay, but it's not what okay. What was his name? Marcel Ozuna, O Z U N A, I think is how you spell his last name. But he's been hitting the cover off the ball. Um, Freddie Freeman, of course, um, has, has been playing real well. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about the Braves right now. Oh, never mind. He was on the receiving end. Oh, he was beat by his significant other. Yes. Oh, well. That's still not good. No, his nickname is the Big Bear. The Big Bear. The Big Bear's been raking this year. Um, so I kind of have a small count as well. Okay. I uh, remembered it uh, during that during this. Uh, so what was this? This was almost ten days ago. The Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Associations. Uh, Soccer COVID nineteen related playing rule modifications. That is a mouthful. What a fucking title! Uh, no slide tackles. That's okay. I can I can deal with that because at at, a, at a lower leagues and in an indoor you don't need to do slide tackles. Okay. Which I can bear. It's gonna be hard. Okay. So hold on, hold on. Let, let me back up. Let me get a little clarification because you hit that long long no, word. Massachusetts inter. Scholastic Athletic Association Association Soccer COVID nineteen related playing rule modifications title. Who falls under that? Is it college sports, high school sports, grade school sports, high school sports? Okay, okay. Then it it, that definitely the no slide tackles makes a lot more sense at that level. Okay, go ahead. No headers at all. At all. It's uh it uh, it results into a a free kick and direct free kick. So how does that work if I'm a defender? You just let it bounce again. I mean, you hike the shit out of it and get the red card. 
Okay. All right. Go, go, red card. Come here, Sven. It's okay. Um, no, no defensive, defensive walls. What? So, you can't block so what happens if you have a free kick right outside of the box? Can't defend it. What's the point of no wall? Uh, Sven, come here. Let's see. Where is it? Uh, uh, indirect kick if you place your hands on any part of the opposing member's body. I mean, okay, so, but it inherently, it's like it's, net ball. Okay, but inherently, if I'm chasing you down the field, like there's going to be incidental contact Foul. between you. Wow, that is ridiculous. Yeah, there's like that. I mean, okay, it makes a little more sense because, like you said, it's it's a high school level, you know, but it. it you can't do shoulder, shoulder, backing into them or any intentional contact. It will result in an indirect free kick for the opposing team. However, the player is allowed to make unintentional contact with the opposing team if the player is attempting to make foot ball. Foot to ball. Which is so funny. Because, because that's, that's the whole objective of the entire fucking game. Is to get I foot to like ball. This is gonna, so targeting was... Produced. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you remember how many things they would call targeting that wasn't targeting just because it was the implementation of a new rule? I feel like that's where you're going to go with this. There's going to be a lot of falsely called because it says if it's incidental contact. So how do you decide between, you know, incidental. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you decide that either, it, you know, you meant to touch them or you didn't, you know? Yeah. And just persistent. Persistent touching result in yellow card. Yeah, yeah that's so how I feel about it too, Sven. Bullshit. Bullshit. So so I, I, watch your language. If, this is a family show. If I played soccer in Massachusetts, I would, I would move to another state. Yeah. Speaking of moving to another state, we talked about this earlier, and this will be our last small count real uh, quick. Just Jake to see. Garcia. Yeah, Jake Garcia, uh, who moved from California where they're not playing high school his football. Dad, to Georgia. No, no, no. That, his dad, dad, dad was George, Georgia. Yes. And his mom was in California. And Georgia said that he could not come and play unless it was to come and live with a family member who was divorced or separate from each other. Yeah, so his, I tried to get into some, some of the laws and, and some that, of that. And, just I couldn't. It's way too deep. Yeah, it it's ridiculous. Um, but they said that his parents. Like, I get the residence thing. Like, couldn't the dad just buy a house in Georgia and say I live there? You know. But, yeah, but now his family is his parents have divorced. Quote separated. Quote. You know, um, but not really. I think they've actually had to start divorce proceedings in order what for his like actually leads into a divorce like no I actually no I'm, that's what i'm saying i think they actually have to get divorced i don't uh, think they can just say that they're separate uh i was reading some comments i don't think they actually have to get divorced yeah i think they, they just, just have, have to file for separation file for separation okay but right. still like how bad do you feel because like as, most of as the time a kid going to your parents like hey mom dad uh i really want to play soccer in georgia okay um, can you get something? <laughs> like, I, what's even worse? Like, can you imagine? Like, most of the time, as a kid, they, they start come, hitting each other throughout the space. You know, what if it actually leads into an actual divorce? Oh yeah. The question is, is it worth it? 
Probably not. Probably not. But here, here's the other thing. Like, as a kid, you know, when, when parents get divorced, oftentimes they come to the kid and they say, it's it's not your fault. You know, you're not the reason we're getting divorced. This is and your now, fault. Kate. Now his parents can be like, no, it's totally your fault. This is your fault. We're going to hang. 100% your fault. <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas is going to be awkward every single year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so why is your uh, family divorced me? It's, it's all my fault. What do you mean? Did you do something? I, I wanted to play football. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, George said I couldn't play football unless my parents got divorced. And they got divorced for you? Yep. So, Kobe, tell everybody how they can get in touch with us if they want to tell us how good we've done. Uh, they can follow us on Twitter at the Hard Count Podcast, uh, underscores in between the words. Uh, and then we got the Hard Count Podcast on Facebook and the Hard Count Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send any recommendations. Um, you can follow me at Kobe underscore not co- underscore Kobe um, on Twitter, um, I'm on Facebook too, and yeah, that's it. I don't use Facebook, Twitter mostly. I'm trying to get more on our our Twitter a little more. Kind of haven't done very well with that, but I'm trying to get a little bit better on that. Um, yeah, that's how you can reach us. Do you have anything to throw out there, Rick? Amadex. Amphibious.